This is JFM Podcast. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk on J101.9 FM. This is your number one social political show on J101.9 FM where we talk about all the issues happening in the country, in the state, and try to offer solutions to some of them. My name is Umesi Daniel Chikwemeka and you're welcome today to the show. And on today's show, we'll be talking about a plethora of things like I said before. But our focus will be mainly on the NLC, the Ministry of Labour, as well as the new CBN chairman who spoke, you know, pretty tough yesterday during his screening by the Senate. Who, you know, took a look at some other issues that has made the news headlines today and tried to make sense of that. So make me, help me do justice to these stories and to these topics. I have with me Dr. Philippe Yango. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, America. I'm glad to be here again. Good morning, Joss. Good morning, listeners out there. Good morning, Nigeria. Um, I would love to say happy survival to all of us. Ah, the nation is in is in the mood of great difficulty for citizens, but we, we clearly must always keep hope alive. And um, as always, glad to be here again. And we hope that we we'll shed a whole lot of um, light on the issues at stake. All right, then. Um, before we get into the meat of the conversation, let me ask you, Doctor Philip. Yeah. How are you feeling? Well. Um, just like I stated, well, um, happy survival to every Nigerian out there. It's uh, it's a precarious situation um, for for every Nigerian out here. How are you? No, I must not. I'm not. How are you? How are you feeling? Don't don't don't. I'm change. dodging from it. No, no. How are you feeling? I'm not asking how Nigerians are feeling. How are you feeling? America. All thanks to God, uh, the mood for me is that of immense gratitude, though with um, immense um, mixed feelings because. I am not um, excluded from the grim situation in the country mm-hmm. with regards to the economy and the kind of difficulty Nigerians are going through. So the mood for me is that of appreciation, despite the difficulty. And the mood for me is that of uh, optimism and commitment to work, commitment to um, national ideals, and hence why I drag myself down here despite the odds to come and engage in this conversation all that's right, the then. mood for me that's America. the mood for you <laughs> i like i like the fact that despite yeah. all of the things you are going through you yeah. still are staying positive exactly. because I, I i think one of the reasons one of the things i love about nigerians is that we always stay positive no matter how mm. terrible things are we mm. stay positive irrespective mm. um so let's begin the conversation first with something i was going to get your thoughts on this and and, and even though some people might call it review but i think yeah. it's it's good that we clear the air so recently, um, you know, the governor of the state, uh, Barista Caleb, you know, put out images of the trucks of fertilizers, you know, bags of fertilizers, you know, from the palliatives money that mm. the federal government gave to the states. And um, the pictures were, you know, received a lot of, a lot of congratulatory messages, you know. People were happy that, hey, the governor is showing workings. He said he's going to do this and he's doing it. Like, I remember when the money first came out and people were asking questions and he came out, you know, in the statement to say that he was going to be as transparent as possible, that he, you know, he was going to distribute it as tra- as openly as he can, you know, based on the things he had. Because, of course, he cannot be everywhere distributing everything. But mm. people that should get it would get it. However, the... A thing, a very tiny, some would say tiny thing that sparked conversation was the image of the governor on the bags of the fertilizers. And people are asking if these fertilizers are for the people, if the fertilizers are not the governors, as it were, because we know in this part of the world that those sort of things are things that people do during campaign seasons. Why was the governor's picture in front of it? What are your thinking? Do you think those questions are silly? Or do you think... um? It was um, a not-so-well-thought-out branding from the government. Great question, I would say, Amaka, and I would like to say that the governor is for the people, and the governor is um, clearly committed to service, and I can say that I can see a change in the kind of culture we have, uh, we have had over time. We've had a culture of consuming tomorrow today. We've had a culture of um, giving... Um, palliation in manners that do not really palliate um, but really consume even our tomorrow. Now, we can't take away the whole essence of the intervention, uh, the essence of the intervention. We can't take that away. 
the intervention is meant to bring succor. The intervention is meant to um, solve the difficulties of the moment. And the governor has demonstrated that why he enjoyed the mandate of the people is what he is doing. Now, if, if the governor and his team have decided that they would intervene in a manner that does not consume tomorrow today, I think we should stay on the message and we should stay on that achievement. Um, politics would always be for politicians. The governor is a politician, okay? We should not take that away. Moreover, there is a huge, um, I, I would say, conflict and um, confusion around the kind of um, judgments we have within the judiciary. So the governor is a politician. Who says that um, the governor should be away from politics? By the way, it is a cultural thing. Even in religious worship centers, you see the images of um, our clerics and the images of our spiritual leaders on um, packages that are meant to service um, adherents of such faiths. Okay, So those are not conflicts. The conflicts are, have, has, there been, has there been the provision of these goods or not? If there has been a provision of the goods, we should stay on the message. And most importantly, like I said, um, we should we should in fact celebrate a new twist in the management of palliation, in the management of intervention to difficulty. What is that? I think that rather than buying consumables for the moment, we're buying into production for the future. This is a new twist. This is a new drift. And I think it is commendable because if we just palliate the moment without thinking of how to go into production, what we're doing is consuming our intervention. Mm. We're consuming the volume of economic might on just intervening for the moment. But this is a clear path in saying we must produce to survive for the future. Yes, we would find, uh, by the way, it's not just um, palliation of fertilizers alone. There is a portion of palliation for some for survivor for energy to go and produce food. Yes. So to my mind, this is a foolproof plan. So detractors politically would always find an explanation to, <laughs> I would say, attack their, uh, clearly their opponent. Is it out of place to say that yeah. those, since it's from the federal government, since yeah. it's not a campaign material, then why is your face there? Uh, come on, even the federal government is a political frame in this instance, okay? Um, we've seen instances where um, the federal government has branded materials with um, clearly um, the images of the leading political figure at the center, the, uh, uh, clearly the commander-in-chief. So I would still want to insist we should stay on the message, stay on what it is. Okay. Yes, we would want to be ideal to say, do not have the images of political office holders. But come on, would a person in great difficulty um, say that because there is the image of a brand mm. okay, on a consumable, he would not consume the, the content of the brand? Uh, you do not like the, the company that produces um, this, um, this clear analgesic for headache, this clear pain medication for headache. You do not like GSK. You won't take Panadol Extra. You do not like this company. You will not take that brand. No, come on. Uh, it even happens within healthcare. Uh, uh, are we going to say that uh, persons will not listen to vital life-changing information mm. from JFM because persons do not like JFM? Mm. It's, it's a very faulty and very clumsy uh, um, analogy that just seeks to divide the people and set the people further into conflict and disunity. To my mind, we should stay on, on the goal, stay on the focus mm. of the winds of the moment. And the winds of the moment are that government is on course and doing, to my mind, great strides of service in terms of a new drift of culture, not the culture of consume tomorrow, today, damage tomorrow, today. Government is doing well and we should appreciate it. Okay. Farmers should queue and take the palliatives, take to farming. Government is doing well to secure lives and property and ensure that farming is really back and i think that should be that the should message be and we message. should focus on the message all right so this conversation other than you know the palliatives and the face of the governor on those backs of um fertilizers we're talking the nlc striker and before we get deep into the conversation here's the voice um of the nlc people let me use that word as they talk about the strike for what's a day take a listen so in the spirit of the independence day celebration and to demonstrate our resolve for a truly independent nigeria to take our destiny in our own hands and rescue our nation. Two, to
to embark on an indefinite and total shutdown of the nation beginning on zero hour Tuesday, the third day of October 2023. Three, to direct all workers in Nigeria to withdraw their services from their respective workplaces commencing from the third of October 2023. Four, to direct all affiliates and state councils to immediately to immediately start mobilizing accordingly for action to organize street protests and rallies until government responds positively to our demand. Five, to enjoin all patriotic Nigerians to join hands across the nation to assist this government put the people back at the center of its policies and programs. Yeah, that was the voice of um, the NLC chairman and um, the TUC as well. And this has drawn a lot of conversation. So the OPS, the organized private sector, also released a statement saying, we don't think this strike is good enough. Now, for the people who are asking, well, if it's a strike, then we all should be part of it. Some very interesting stats. Some of them are quite old, but I, I think it will help to understand why this might be a terrible idea for Nigeria. Now, in 2015, as of 2015, when Nigeria went on strike, we lose, again, from just one sector, 1.3 billion naira from the oil sector when we go on strike, which we'll come to. We also lose about 3 billion naira daily as of 2022 when we go on strike, which means that if everybody, like, you know, you heard the TUC chairman there say that, you know, workers should not show up for work, workers should go out and protest, it means that if every worker for the government obeys this um this statement obeys this call from the tc and the nlc it means that just in one day alone we'll be losing about three billion naira. imagine there's no light you know for for the whole day and everybody goes on strike now the question i'm asking dr philip is we've seen strike several times in nigeria mm. we've experienced it we've seen it we've talked about it but it seems as though the government of the past, let's use the previous government, President Muhammadu Buhari, were not necessarily very um, affected when we go on strike. We've heard different times where the NLC chairman then made mention of strike and we saw one day strike, two day strike, nothing happened. We've also seen the federal government taking the NLC to court and saying you cannot go on strike in, in, in the same light. We saw the federal government also take ASU to court because it went on strike and then the some would say the draconian no work no pay policy came into being and a lot of ASU members you know felt that that was you know too far from the federal government mm. if we know from recent history mm. that the federal government are not one to be moved by strike why then is the nlc insisting on an indefinite nationwide strike well well, it's just more or less saying if a hunter has, um, if birds have learned to dodge the missiles of um, a hunter, then the hunter must learn to shoot without missing, right? Very true. And in this case, what we can see is that by the day, uh, establishments are becoming more naughty and more insensitive to the plights of um, a large expanse of the citizens they govern. However, I must say that um, I share a great degree of um, um, solidarity with the private sector for the calls for caution with regards to the industrial actions because of the obvious economic losses. Not, not ignoring the realities of um, the public sector. The public sector is enmeshed in great difficulty. Mm. As it is, civil servants are virtually even losing survivor as they go to work because of the cost of energy as it is workers are essentially working for energy you you work from monday to friday and you take calls in hospitals and at the end of the day all you are working for is the cost of energy now we're not even discussing other costs of human survival it is a precarious it is a difficult grim situation across the country now what are the options would the options be to picket government uh, residences, government, I would say, um, clear executive and legislative offices um, who, who controls the security, who've witnessed um, clear actions of um, uh, human rights violations 
in this regard, how do you expect a labor-leading frame to, to be innovative when the indices of human rights are at a virtual lowest, a clear lowest ebb? Sure. So the discourse is you must take the old methods and adopt the old methods to get results. If the old because methods are not working, what do you As do? it is, um, uh, the bird is learning to dodge bullets. So the, the hunter is learning to shoot without missing. Okay, so we must find a way that government would be it's the it's the basic asset that labor unions have and as it is um unions are facing the worst of these economic policies of the moment and i think that um whatever interventions government have uh, or government has to to dole out government should be apt and immediate in doling out these interventions because it is a conflict it is not just one person attacking the other alone it is a conflict and in a conflict parties must come to settle Otherwise, there would be colossal damage. And, and as it is, the colossal damages as you, are clearly, as you have mentioned, 1.3 billion within the uh, um, energy sector, the petroleum sector alone, over 2.5 billion a day lost. Who is to blame? The parties are conflict. Okay? So we cannot just say labor is to blame in this case. In fact, the establishment is also to blame because the establishment has not clearly come to terms with providing clear concessions to service the essence of the, the conflict at the moment. The conflict at the moment is that the cost of living for civil servants and Nigerians is rooftop sky high okay. and it must be Doctor. serviced, it must be given attention. And as it is, uh, clearly it appears like nothing is being done. We are palliating and we are servicing let's, let's walk back a in minute uh, uh, frame of persons leading the country at the expense of a vast majority living in severe penury and difficulty. So the labor unions are clearly in, in, I would say, a tick, a green light for demanding that some succor comes to Nigeria. Okay, let's let's walk, let's walk back a bit, right? Yeah. So you've made mention of the labor union and their demands. Yeah. So let's ask, my question is, what are the demands? I can remember from the top of my head, they demanded for palliatives. <laughs> Yes. The government has the demand for palliatives, the palliatives. demand for the release of the of the of NURT officials. He uh, was released. Arrested. He was released. Just like I stated, human rights being violated, human rights oh, being on. at the hold lowest. On, on. Doctor, Next. before 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 yes. before we talk about the human rights being violated, they've asked for release. Release was given. Yes. They've asked for palliative, palliative. And the ASU, uh, um, the university with health salaries still not paid. Hold on, hold on. I know. I I I, 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 I understand. I understand the negatives. Uh, we also saw uh, recently, Minister of Labour talked about the increase in salaries of um asu asu of asu members. Yeah. Oh, I I know. I know. I know. That's one that that's uh, personally um affects you. Um, we we also know that the president had made mention of certain palliative measures. The release of um trucks of. Yeah. Fertilizers were part of the palliative measures mm. the, the the governor, the, the president, and the presidency was given. Yeah. We also know the president said that they were going to have make about seventeen billion naira available to manufacturers so they can seventy five manufacturing companies can assess a these billion. loans yeah. a billion for for each of for them. Each of we them. also know that the president had said, um, you know, some some months ago that they were going to give thirty thousand naira to people, small and medium scale businesses, to start their businesses. Now, if the governor, if the government is making efforts in those regards. Why is NLC still insisting? What exactly is their message? Now, you say that people are suffering. That is a given. However, the things you ask for are being done. Why are you still going on strike? Great question. And I would say, um, cautionable for you to ask these questions. But the answers would be in the living conditions of the people in this country, the citizens of this country. The men and women, the, the youths and, and the vulnerable in this country are ever demanding of great succor and great amelioration to their difficulties. Students are paying rooftop costs for, for education, public education, in fact. It has never been this difficult, okay? Um, as this, the University of Joss has, has hiked fees to, to over 100,000 for students. Okay? Yes. And uh, if you're a science-inclined student you're, you're, and you're returning, you're paying over 100 and, uh, 130,000 or thereabout. Is that the okay? federal government's Now, course? for persons... For, Yes, this is a federal government university. Who, how do you who, how do you expect? Do you leave education to public and uh, to the markets to determine no, hold on, in, who, in who, an economy, who, who increases, in an economy where illiteracy fees? is roofed up and illiteracy is so grim and terrible? You're making education unaccessible and clearly for persons who can afford. It's a disservice so to let, the citizenry. Let, doctor, 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 doctor Philip, let's walk back a bit. Let's walk back a bit. 
clearly to answer the questions about the the issues the issues around the issues around the demands of NLC yes, and, and whether they are being whether they are being given atten attention or not. Yes. The question is this: um, there's been a demand as to um, service service the costs of of a worker. Okay, that has not been given attention, and it's at the core and at the center of this dispute. Why you have you have a laborer, you have a worker, a stakeholder in your in your establishment who cannot even afford to come for your services as it is it is it is at a loss it is a big conflict that needs attention that is not given attention next would be the questions as to the claims to palliate even manufacturing where are the firms that have benefited from this uh, one billion naira for a value chain of production where are the firms what are they producing there's been a question to say um, there would be cng vehicles cng uh, stations Compressed yes. natural gas would be the transition energy for oh. this dispute. We have not seen any station with CNG. Oh. Where are the states with the CNG? Okay. Uh, um, obvious alternatives for power. We can't see any. Transportation is not subsidized. Transportation is at its highest. I dare say okay. this is a conflict that needs attention. Nigerians are going through so much difficulty. Healthcare is at its worst. Security is still with its questions unanswered. Sure. Students were just abducted in Zamfara. Okay, some so, Nasarawa, yes, some in Nasarawa, yes. You, 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 you even are just updating me. I'm not aware of that. So, the questions and the tides, the difficulty, the national difficulty is just so eminent and obvious. But I dare say we must remain positive and remain objective that this nation is ours. We can't throw away the baby and the bathwater. The issue is that there is a conflict, the conflict needs attention. And I appeal that the government at the center should give attention. I, I, I must applaud and appreciate um, the Minister of Labor for his efforts to secure release of, of the NURT officials. But he must do more. He must do more in galvanizing um, the organized labor to have a modest conversation with the establishment to get this issue sorted out. Nigeria will lose so much. And Nigeria is at a state that we can't afford to lose much with regards to these disputes. Okay. Stakeholders must sit and revolve, resolve these issues. The right pronouncements be made. The right concessions be made. This is governance. You asked for it, you must do it. All That's right. the... That's Let's, the issue at stake. Let, let me piggyback a bit. Uh, you made mention of a few things, and I think it's best to ask questions, follow-up questions to those things. Now, the the the, the Labour Congress, National yes. Labour Congress, and the TUC had give given some some things they want to be done. Yes. The government is currently working on those things. Now, you made mention of oh, there are no bosses yet, and that I, I agree are not there. But we cannot say that we expected that all of these things will come at a go. It will be a process. That's one. Two, um, two. If 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 labor, if 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 labor congress is asking for more money, which is not out of place, we also need to ask a very impertinent question: What is the production level of these workers? We have heard and we have seen, and this is not news to anybody, that a good number of the people that work for the government are either underworking or they are not even working at all and getting paid. So. It is a, is a function of if it was in a business space, if the workers wanted to go on strike, the company probably will come out and say, hey, this is how much we are making. This is how much we can give you. We know that currently, financially, the country is bleeding. Now, if the country is bleeding, why do we think that paying workers more money will automatically take us out of this? Because we also need to realize that we have double inflation numbers and it means that with more money in circulation, it means that the inflation numbers, basic economics, would likely go up so for labor is it so much about the country getting better or about their members who are who make up a very small amount of people in terms of the working population of nigeria getting what they think they deserve i sincerely um appreciate your line of reasoning however i would be quick to point out that you had stated clear numbers as to the losses once industrial actions happen yes the losses are not just as a function of um other segments of the economy not working by virtue of the disruptions as a result of the labor actions. The disruptions are ev evident by virtue of the outputs of the persons and the unions that contribute to the size of the economy, the size of the GDP of this economy. True. Hence, once these unions down tool, you find a great degree of disruptions to the size of the economy. And I would like to say, for instance, um, while universities were on strike, the volume of the economy around university communities 
suffered losses. Very true. Okay? Now, while hospitals go on strikes, the volume of the economy around healthcare, the, the unquantifiable loss of human lives that we can't really put a value to. True. Premium value to. We can never put value to. Okay? It's it, it such that you can't say uh, it, it should be lost because of a substantial few that are working there. So that narrative has to be shelved aside. Why? Because the, the number of Nigerians that have committed to being laborers, being civil servants within the service of government contribute a great proportion. The services of regulating um, the structure of governance. Imagine the Nigerian police going on strike. Imagine the military going on strike. Mm. Uh, these, these would be losses that we cannot really quantify. Very true. Okay? So the whole narrative around a minute few um, enjoying attention and not producing anything has to be shelved aside because that does not that is not tenable in this instant. Now the other question would be that as it is, government must pay attention to the demands because the size of the economy is such that we cannot afford losses. And how would government pay attention? I've offered I've offered counsel that stakeholders within the service of government must take their responsibility serious. The responsibility of negotiation and finding remedies to conflicts of um, collective bargaining in civil service are responsibilities that cannot be abdicated. And we must shift away from the kind of cultures we have in this country of the reliction of duty. It is, it is no wonder that in this country we construct um, drains and the drains become locations for refuse um, collection. Mm. It is no doubt that we construct two gates in this country and we collapse one gate and use one gate. It is the kind of dereliction cultures we have in this culture and in this economy. And it is the culture that simmers and moves through the kind of attention that ought to be given to conflict resolution. And that is why we end up with losses around, around labor conflicts. Now, you can't count the number of restrooms in this country that have um, restroom tanks that you would have to use buckets rather than tanks flowing, <laughs> flowing water into these tanks to flush flush uh, um, restrooms. That is the kind of culture we have of dereliction of duty. We must move away from these cultures. Otherwise, we would be having labor conflicts, okay? We would be having labor conflicts that would continue to make the economy bleed and the size of the GDP go lower. The, the answer is simple. We must get our officials to pay attention to solving the problems that clearly this nation is in need of. The sincere matter is this. Um, these officials never fail to take away their, their honoraria, their, their, their overheads for running whatever frivolity of government. So that kind of attention, that kind of vigor must be given to solving the critical issues that ought to drive the mechanism of, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and the engine of getting this country working. This country can work and this country must work. All right. My, my other question for you before we move on to the CBN governor and his um, appointments has to be the Minister of Labor and Employment, Barrister Simon Bakula Long. I don't know if I should call him a senator now. Former Governor Barrister Simon Bakula Long, you know, he's just, I won't say just, but he was appointed Minister of Labor and Employment. And some people are saying that with regards to this NLC issue, he hasn't done enough. Some people believe that because of, like you mentioned, how frivolous and how, um, how, how much money our lawmakers and people in government seem to spend, they believe that NLC and labor and endurance generally should be getting more attention than the people who are very much, who are few, but taking a lot of our money. Do you think that the Minister of Labor and Employment is doing enough to avert this? Like you also mentioned, he released, um, you know, the chairman... Yeah, facilitated the Facilitated the release of the chairman of the transport yeah. workers. So it means that he's listening. He also he also mentioned about, you know, the what 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 happened, I think, last week or two weeks ago with, with Asu. So with all of the things he has done so far, do you share the sentiment that he's not doing enough? Um, just to be quick about the Asu and... Um, and other money. unions within tertiary institutions um, that are owned by the federal government. I quickly want to say uh, the releases of those seculars were clearly against the laws of collective bargaining. Unions were never um, 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 consulted. Unions were never engaged on such arbitrary uh, raises in, in income that clearly were in defiance to 
issues discussed on tables of conflict resolution around actions taken by those unions. So I strongly believe that it's also an invitation for greater conflict. And don't be shocked that you find those unions again demanding and going on, on other actions. So you're saying, you're saying those, those, seculars, those seculars those seculars were clearly against the demands of those unions because, for instance, the universities, um, a professor takes home just barely about 400,000, you're increasing um, 35% allegedly to his income with draconian taxes. What does that add up with the kind of um, very difficult economic situations around energy now and other variables, in Naira afloat and other variables of the economy? Clearly, this is not in keeping with the laws of collective bargaining. So don't be shocked. The unions are already raising dust and questions as to the conflicts around those circulars because those circulars were never in the discussion. And there has been clear flaunting of agreements. Agreements, ASU had an agreement, for instance, with government previously that there would be a basket of increases from January. There would be uh, resolutions around particular amounts to defray particular charges unpaid for for over seven years. That has not been done. Numerous conflicts with clear no attention, with clear um, dereliction of attention, reinforcing the idea I've raised about a culture, a perennial culture in this country of severe dereliction of duty that requires a clear cultural shift. Otherwise, would be continuously having uh, an experience of this kind of um, attention um, clearly not given to the conflicts that engender progress around um, our institutions and sectors of society. Now, to clearly give, um, I, I would say, response to the. Uh, to the activities of um, His Excellency, the Minister of Labour and Productivity. I would love to, I would love to say um, the minister is, is trying his best. Mm -hmm. However, his best is, is proving little uh, or, or, or not enough within the existing circumstances. Because we can see and we are witnessing that labor unions are mobilizing for a total shutdown. The output and outcome of his um, performance would be gauged by the kind of deliverables we we enjoy. Uh, as it is, um, we have given him value for uh, attempting to mitigate, and I would say not, not really even mitigate, to salvage the gory um, human rights abuse of NURTW uh, uh, obvious officials who, who have suffered severe, um, I would say, disruptions to their rights. Uh, you, you can't just arrest persons arbitrarily in this country, mm. jail them without trial, and keep them jailed for as long as you wish. This is not a republic that is lawless and, and, and reckless with regards to the rule of law, just like we're witnessing with regards to judgments given around the judiciary and around democracy that we cannot explain. So this is a call to reason around persons who manage institutions uh, that drive an egalitarian democracy. We must find the balance. We cannot continue to witness um, actions by officials of law and officials of law enforcement that do not um, engender explanation to the kind of republic we desire. All right. This is this is a situation that must be um, clearly frowned at. Because, for instance, you can you can imagine the kind of judgments we had uh, uh, um, uh, within the plateau. Um, you have justices that ought to be respectful, but on the same day, one person is given uh, two House of Assembly members a single constituency seat. It's a clear disruption. One person is giving judgments clearly against established known laws. It, it's, it's an aberration. But as it is, citizens must respect such institutions regardless of the outcomes because right, we cannot disrupt um, the nation we love and uh, we must be committed citizens with great respect to the rule of law. All right, Dr. Philip, um, let's hear this one. I, we don't have enough time. I wanted us to delve deep on this. Maybe next week we'll have yeah. a broader conversation. The CBN governor, the new CBN governor, yeah, Mr. Cardoso, yesterday, yeah. Judy Screening said, made mention of a number of things. Um, here is his voice as he talks about his person and what his plans are for the economy. Take a listen. I want to emphasize that this is all I know in the sense that my calling has been a calling of banking. My calling has been a calling of dealing with institutions that have a culture of compliance. Okay, so not only in the in, even in, in government, when I was in the um, Commissioner for Economic Planning and Budget, I, was, I had a reputation for doing things properly. And I'm not about to compromise that reputation for anything. Then, on the issue of foreign exchange rates, which everybody's been talking about, and naturally is very worrisome to everybody. Very, very worrisome. 
it goes without saying, quite frankly, that for the sort of country we want, we do need to have an exchange rate that is stable. For a country that we all dream of, we need to have an exchange rate that is stable. And quite frankly, there are short and medium-term measures, but I would say something about the short-term measures, because that really is what bothers most people today, understandably. The medium-term measures have to do with balance of payments and over a period of time, like the sort of things that are being done already with respect to ensuring that you're getting more um, petroleum resources and diversifying the economic base of the country. That, I believe, will continue by the present administration, and of course they take time. So I think we should take that as a given. The more immediate is what we need to look at. And my sense is that there are two different, there are two very important issues that we would have to address when and if we are nominated by these hallowed chambers. Number one, number one, it is that of what I would term an operational issue. That was the voice of the new CBN governor here, Mr. Kadosu, where he was being screened by the Senate. Um, you know, both conversations here, but again, for once of time, I just want to ask, you know, Dr. Philip, you've heard him talk about first, which for me was very important, about his ability to not go against the rules. Of course, if we understand what happened to the previous CBN governor, who is still under, I'm looking for the right word now, unlawfully being held, that we should add. We know that one of the criticisms against the former CBN governor, Gordon Mayfield, was some of the things he did, his inability to act according to the law. Some say, according to some of the allegations against him, that he did sign and did make some very unsavory, illegal moves. The new CBN governor is saying, I will stick to the laws. However, we also know that the CBN governor in Nigeria gets his others or her others from the presidency, from what you've heard about the MC Kadosu, from what you've seen and what he just said, how confident are you that this new man would salvage a dwindling, almost crippled economy? Well, um, congratulations to the new CBN governor, Mr. MC Kadosu, over um, his successful screening by the National Assembly. And I must be quick to, to, to add that um, Kudos and applause to a Nigerian so worthy that uh, he understands the value of a work ethic and a commitment to to character in service um, and public service as, as it were. Um, the responses of um, the CBN governor designate um, with regards to questions around foreign exchange and operations within the central bank, I would say are... Uh, uh, of a benchmark fair and of a benchmark um, I would say considerate of an economy that must be steered and and um, I would say captained out of the kind of um, economic woes the economy is in now. Now having said that uh, the responses around the admission of the CBN governor designate that the, sta the state of the economy is worrisome with regards to foreign exchange. Now, for anyone that requires solutions, the, admi the admission of a situation deserving of solutions is a step towards acquiring such solutions. But an obvious denial is a further entrenchment of the status quo of um, the solution that requires intervention. So for him to, to have the uh, temerity and audacity to admit um, publicly for ni to Nigerians that uh, there is a problem means that um, we are heading somewhere. Now, the proposals he has brought with regards to stabilizing and making committed payments to um, the demands around the operations around the CBN is also a step in the right direction. We need to get to a point in this country where public officers do not derelict on duty, do not abdicate on their responsibilities 
okay just like i stated the grim situation we have in this country that is an entrenched culture um you construct two gates for a public facility you collapse one gate and perpetually use just one gate uh, hence re- reinforcing the narrative of severe wastages you construct a restroom in your private space and you do not use uh, the vas- the basic provisions of making sure that such facilities are functional a, a perpetual culture of wastages we have a civilian governor that is professing that he's had a culture he's had a repute and we'll take him by his words and i think um we should expect some some outcomes that would engender a naira not having exchange rates to the dollar that are over a thousand mm. but we should expect based on the proposals that um the the exchange of um the uh, of the naira to foreign currencies would be somewhere at a region of stability now i i sure would be expectant that we would not have uh, the regime of just having the naira afloat we must have a stable frame and the stable frame would demand some government intervention of some legislation and some stability with regards to the operations of the cbn and not just allowing our naira to exchange rates that are just arbitrary without a core of economic activities that engender production uh, as it is we are a severely consuming frame we consume virtually everything unless we get to that frame where the 75 billion is available for obvious manufacturers across value chains of manufacturing such that we we produce substantially what we consume uh, keeping the naira afloat would be severely injurious to this economy such that um, we are already experiencing the outcomes of such a policy the okay. naira last exchange at over 1000 and we need to get the policies that will get this economy working and functional all right on the phone lines are open 09055666699 or 08121877777 you can also be a part of the conversation on facebook at jfm jos and on twitter from on ox rather from alinna twitter at jfm jos and we also have a telegram community for you for listeners of let's talk where we also get to have conversations outside of what we have here probably from next week we'll start with now the telegram channel to use so we can be a part of that community and let's have deeper more extensive conversations hello good morning good morning to connect on good morning to you welcome thank you very much and good morning to your guest yeah, good morning yes um i have a question first of all before i comment and make one comment the first question i want to ask emeka i was expecting you emeka um um the journalist of our time you have been on the track record and then also if possible the biography of um the new cbn governor, CBN governor. Well, I'll, i'll do that i'll yes. do that on monday when we have extensive time i'll do that on monday okay okay yes well, the reason why i i actually asked for his um biography and his track record uh, i don't want the situation where angelas who suffer will suffer in the hand of ahmed buhari when he brought in all the northerners to come and aid his government to come ahead all the parastatas and agencies and even the ministries of his government and then um, all of them are collective failures from the beginning to the even day and their friends and way wishers and concubines and friends all of them are just nothing but failed to destroy nigeria economy they destroy nigeria unity they destroy nigeria uh, common goals and then they left and then today they're still collecting uh, salaries of 100 offices they destroyed instead of building um so uh, I, i i don't know if uh, yemisi could also actually have the structure code does he have what it takes to be able to manage in this economy Uh, because um, it is easy for Nigerians to come and tell you that um, I, I, I actually inherited this particular ministry when it has actually been in the comatose. So I, I personally don't want that situation because if you're an economist, if you're a businessman, if you're doing something like buying and selling, and if you also go to the market, if you're even, even, even if you are working as a journalist, my brother, nobody is going to tell you that it is biting hard in this part of the world. And I necessarily do not see a wedding nation like this suffering in this particular manner. But away from that, After saying that, I, 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 I seriously wanted you to like, give us a structure record so that Nigeria can assess the person that the president and presented to us. But again, also the issue, critically, that is affecting me, critically, I have to do that in, in 30 seconds, is the issue of NSC. Look, let me tell Nigerians, nobody should have any hope on this NSC. This NSC has clearly come to show Nigerians that they are working actually for themselves. This NSC is the same with Nigeria. What happened to the eight months salary given by the old to us is also not part of NSC. I don't know also uh, labor workers. What has happened to the increase in the tuition fee in the universities? I've also come to address that particular issue and show their grievances. 
this also is actually pro-Nigerian. Why is the killings are going on and even our uh, NYC students have been captured and they, they just keep me to it? What they are asking the federal government is what is going to benefit them directly. So everybody should regard these people. They want us to close our businesses, shut down even the small money you are getting. I am telling you, America, some people in their family today have a family of five, six. They cannot be able to see their family except they go out on daily basis. And these people come, they say they are organized level, they are NLC, TLC. They want to come and shut down the economy from Tuesday so that the people are getting the small, small money again to even feed their family, they will not get. I, I say not to ask, not to that protest, not to anything. Let us leave us suffering the hungry are because they are actually fighting for themselves and they're making things more difficult for us. All right, That's then. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for calling. The phone lines are still open. 090-5566-6699 or 081-218-77777. You can also be a part of the conversation on Facebook at GFMJOS and on X formerly known as Twitter at GFMJOS. Hello, good morning. I met a good morning. Good morning. Uh, this is Joseph, Joseph, go with your contribution. Thank you, my brother. Uh, what I have to say about this NLC issue. Okay. Uh, it's very, very unfortunate, as people they already said. NSC should leave us alone. Let us face what is defending us. Because they are after themselves and their family. Mm. And uh, what I have to say, let them just leave us alone. Simple. Let them leave uh, us alone. Let them leave us alone. We are not part of the process because they are fighting. When they increase fuel price, did uh, they come out for protest? When they when they increase increase medicine, go to the market, just something that common man are benefiting. Did they okay see see, see they, they kidnap children from school, uh, uh NYC uh, that those, those, from Zampara State about two days ago, three days ago, they kidnap some some NYC members. Did they go out for, for, for protest? Mm. All right, then. All right, Jesus, thank you for calling. He's saying that he doesn't need the protest, or he says they, I don't know what the they are, but I hope that the day that the people are. Um, are speaking with one voice that they do not need the protest. The NLC should leave them alone. My um, final call this morning. Hello, good morning. Oh, unfortunately, I couldn't pick that earlier. Now, the four lines are still open. 090-5566-6699-081-218-777-77. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Your name and where are you calling me from? This is Samuel calling from Angodi. Ah, Samuel, welcome to the show. Your contribution. So let me observe that not only the executive is a problem in this country. Mm. The legislature is also our greater problem. Why do you say that? Some of them, they sit in their comfort, they want, whenever anything is passed to them, they sign it. Because they are meant to uh, to, to, to function as an uh, agent uh, agent of uh, what, uh, 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 check and balance. Yes. But in a situation where you see a legislature, all they care is about themselves, themselves and themselves alone. Mm. Look at what is happening. Our currency is how much now? As a result of excess borrowing, if they had checked this from ignited in the board, we wouldn't be suffering what we're suffering. So I want to agree that even the labor should check a picket legislature. They should go to the office right. until they do. All right, then. Thank you, Samuel, for calling. That's a very important thing to say there. Our legislative arm is. Um, it's quite the arm, if I should say. On Facebook, Godwin Silly says, Good morning, Platu and Nigeria. For my opinion, is that I plead with federal government and the Minister of Labor should please not allow any strike should happen because we we scrabble with our economy in Nigeria. Victor Barajay says, NLC is now a sellout to the people and the people have already lost confidence in them. I seem not to understand. Is it a lack of merit? May God strengthen the UCBN governor. Fiocca Factors Gowon says, Nothing is effective in this Nigeria again. Gone are the days of Oshomole as Labour president. Shamefully, he has joined hands in damaging the laws. Omadan Machi says, I wish NLC is active and functional. APC Buhari government killed the NLC in our economy and buried it for eight years. And the new NLC leaders activate effective people-oriented pressure group. We are not surprised at the anti-people's policies of APC government because some APC, same APC Buhari 
has set a bad leadership precedent for Tinubu's government. Nigerian workers going on strike are the ones who voted for APC government. We must suffer together for voting bad leaders. Religious prayers and fasting can never save Nigerians from the consequences of bad government in place. Nigeria's economy will get worse with old and non-visionary leaders. Sad truth indeed. Dimas Bala says, Honestly speaking, the issues of NLC and strike is just like nursery school pupils. It is all about their members and not about the general public. How can an association agree on strike and other members would not obey the struggle? How can government take you serious? Nigerians will soon embark on, the, on their strike, not NLC. David Mark Sambo says, um, good morning. The plan strike by the labor union is more like noise making to me. Because we expected this strike long before now, with the kind of hardship people are passing through, prices of commodities are high, prices of premium motor spirit is high, tuition fees high, everything high. Yet, we have not seen Labour Congress going all out to protest this malgovernance from the government of the day. Mafia Cyprian Lucas says, In my opinion, I urge them to lock up all the airports. No one should go out of the country, nor come into the country, and stand on their words until what they are demanding are met. But they should leave electricity for us. No, I don't trust them. Ah, awful now. Barnabas Ukehimba says, One with God is majority. I don't know whether NLC are with Nigerians. If so, they should be sincere for whatsoever they do to save masses um, for their decision. I don't quite get this other part. Charity Harley says, NLC strike will not hold. I know this because they'll be broadcast on 1st of October. I beg. My own be say, may government make doing something about Akpata Road, a beg. Okay. Ayodila Babiaka says, for now, I still don't trust the NLC on their planned indefinite strike. And as for me, the UCBN governor, I am not confident to. I just want to believe the governor, Caleb Mufwang, in God's wisdom, will turn the economy of the state around. Mike N.L. Longji says, I think the UCBN governor, Dr. Olayemi Michael Kadosu, will do better than his predecessor. And boy, Kisnimlan says, the doctor's English is busting my brain. Nothing consigned me with labor. Make them do what they like. Ah, no care. I'm Dr. Philip. Um, in 30 seconds, your final words. Well, there seems to be a rising disaffection and distrust about the NLC in this country. And I must be quick to say um, it's time for the NLC to find some soul-searching, innovative method in uh, its actions. And unions around must also do that because we cannot be desirous in bringing the kind of civil disobedience that will cause change, yet causing severe harm to the very persons we desire to give change. So the persons at fault for the chaos citizens face should feel the brunt of actions that labor unions embark on. And I sincerely appreciate the suggestions about locking down airports and making uh, the luxurious lives of those that are meant to give succor to this country to face the brunt of the difficulty of actions and not citizens that go for their daily bread at various points of endeavor. So I appeal to the NLC to be innovative. Other unions also should find innovative methods. But All right. uh, always hunters must always learn to shoot Truth without missing. Without missing. Here is where here. I shoot without missing as I carry my gongoro and leave the studio this morning. I'd like, like to say to you, stay out of trouble, spread love, and seek the truth. The news comes up by 10. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. Podcast.